This is Latour Live with Dave Latour on News Radio WHP 580. Man, that that was loud. That was kind of that was right in my ear. I had to turn volume down on it. Welcome everybody to a, another exciting show of Latour Live. With me always is the um, I don't know how shall uh, how Be shall careful. I term him today? Slightly enthused, annoyed. Frank Schofield, more annoyed than anything for being here. Can you hear my microphone, Parksy? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Just Sounds fine. a little dead. Yeah, it sounds funny. Michael Parks on the big board. Parksy, how are we? Great day to do radio. And with us once again, one of my favorite in-studio guests, maybe because you're one of the few in-studio guests I have. You're a more favorite studio guest for me than my own son. Wow. I, and my I, own son's I, been I, a studio I'm, guest twice. I'm, I'm, this is time number three for me. So, yeah. Welcome. Know. Please welcome oh, to the show. John Mysick, Penn Live Editorial oh, well, Page Editor. Can we clap thank for you. him, Frank? Yeah, Can we give him an applause? Thank you so much. Come it's on, very, Frank, very suck it up. I think uh, get set, I, Frank. It was kind of slow. It's another friggin' good show everyone coming here. Get ready. When I walked in here today, so I think we just need to. Just it's just been one of those weeks, man. It, it's, really. it's only Wednesday. I know. It's been. Hey, what's up with that bracelet? <laughs> what is that thing? <laughs> is that one of those candy bracelets where you gnaw the candy off it? What is that thing? Mm, that was raspberry. Mm. You're really, you're, you're oh, really man. into your jewelry, man. You're messing, yeah. you're messing him with him. Here's my jewelry: yeah. wedding ring, watch. That's it. Here we go. That's yeah, it. yeah, and you're boring. That's why. Here we go, That's, John. There's nothing boring yeah. about it. Yeah, you're story. very boring, John. What kind I've of? I've seen your wardrobe. By the way, where's that Boyd guy? That Michael Boyd guy that was supposed to be in here today. He's going to be on next week. This is uh, how it starts. Sweet leaping. Kids. We didn't get the notes on that, did we, Parks? Saying some nice things about John, then all of a sudden John can't even turns. talk. John can't even get a word in it. I'll just come back. I'll come back later. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You guys work it all out. I can go. John, what well, jewelry do you wear? I'll be John. back after the first break. What jewelry well, do you, you wear? Now, I'm not sure I want to go there because I've got the watch and a wedding band. And a wedding band. And I've got I've got some wrist. Oh, for well, God's so. sake! Oh, I got, man. I got you know I got wrist. Print. That's because John's a lefty. Those libs, man, they love their jewelry. Oh, hey, look at these. I two. thought you meant he was left-handed. He's liberals. Wait, Schofield. Yeah, Schofield's a huge liberal. Okay. <laughs> I really think I am. Yeah, he really is. He wants to think he's a I Republican, think, right. but he never votes yeah. for a Republican. <laughs> Not that I have a hard time with that these days, mind you. Right. Uh, there, are you no, there are no Republicans left. Yeah, no. just, You're right. You know, it is there what it is. They're an unleft. So listen, I, I just want to get this right out of the way on our show this week. Uh, last week, I was bragging a lot about leading my fantasy foot or my fantasy golf league. Uh, <laughs> the winner, the winner, taking home a fat three thousand dollars. Fourth place, taking as much as five hundred dollars away. I want everybody to know that I could admit when I'm a loser, and I was a loser. I completely crapped out. I crapped out to the point where I finished fifth overall. Wow. 2,000 fake dollars behind the guy in four. So I didn't even win any money. I went from being in first. To winning how much? To winning nothing. This is why I don't golf. Zero. To winning nothing. It's not even golf. It's and fantasy. fantasy. And to this yeah, I say. Fantasy golf? Yeah. It's fantasy wait, golf. Wait, wait, real golf's not boring enough. You have to play oh, fantasy golf. I love real golf. golf. To this I say, Justin Thomas, Jason Day, you are dead to me. Both of you are dead to me. You are chokers. The now, only would- good news, John... And this is important because you're a preppy, so you, you need to hear this. <laughs> the only good news is that I won a separate wager on air last week. If Ricky Fowler won, 
I promise to never wear my white pants, my white summer pants again. Ricky but. Fowler predictably choked, mm-hmm. did nothing on Sunday when he was in a position to make a move. So, John, I want you to know as That's a no, fellow prepster, I can still wear white pants. That's lo- you I, I, suck! I, I want to go back and, and unpack this, though. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm still having trouble getting past fantasy golf. Well, you got to understand. Right? Right? Real golf yeah. puts me to sleep. How do you play Listen, fantasy golf when you want to kill yourself? How stupid is that? Listen, this isn't I gotta some. I got to unpack this. This okay. This isn't some cheesy Yahoo fantasy sports league twenty five dollar buy in. <laughs> okay, this is it. nationwide a hundred dollars a person, three grand to the winner. $3,000 to the winner. So this is big time. When John. you say nationwide, are you get... using that term? Oh, no, no. no. I mean, but no, come on. Like... Oh, well over 100 members all across the country. Not as like far fa- out not as like LA. Fa- not like Fantasy Premier League. You're, then, going, you're doing no, Fantasy no, no, Golf. Just, well, it's better than fa- any other fantasy because we only do five tournaments a year. Four majors in the Players Club. I'm not, I don't care about the right. Northern Trust Open you know, or the Greater Phoenix. Okay. Why don't you waste talk about the real facts? Open. Talk about the real issues. So, bottom line is, I choked. Right. I choked, I, and I, I admit it, and I'm really pissed off. Nobody cares about it. What people care about is that Tiger was back on TV. He was back in the hunt, highest rated uh, championship ever. Parksy, you want to go? Not to get had a nine shot. <laughs> Just did really well. We'll come and back it, when they're done. I know. It was a fabulous Frank, Sunday. Fabulous what does, Sunday. What does any of that have to do with me losing three thousand dollars? It's all Nothing. about I, Dave. I think it's secondary to the show. It's all it's about second. Dave. It was First great. Problems. To, it was great to see Tiger. Yeah. Challenge, but you just knew he wouldn't win because Brooks Kepka is a friggin' robot. Yes. He's like a superhuman golf robot. I mean, he's got biceps bigger than Parks' head. Mm. I mean, and that that my friends who cannot or have never seen that's Michael Parks, those are that's a big head. Yeah. He's a handsome man, that Michael Parks. Yeah. I gotta say, hey, is uh, how do uh, show over yet? How how'd Chubb do during the Frank, any Frank's uh, picks? <laughs> Uh, no, none of Frank's picks came through. <laughs> what about Roy McAvoy? <laughs> no. <laughs> none of them John came doesn't know this bit. This went off the rails last week. That's because John is not a regular listener, or he would know exactly what was going on. Do you think John would have done his homework? You think he would have done his homework just a little bit and maybe, hey, I'll listen to last week's show no. just so I'm in the know going into this He's week. He's going to attack everybody. He's yeah. been exposed. <laughs> he just wants to hurt everybody. I, I, look, I, I, in my defense, I listen nearly every week. <laughs> what does that mean? Nearly, not last week, <laughs> but nearly every other week besides that. He just wants to hurt. He just wants to hurt. John, let him go. John, we're going to deal with you in our second segment. I've almost, I've almost I wanna... had no incentive to listen to you anyway after Beth hosted, so there's just fine. That, that's that's that. <laughs> Except when who hosted? Huh? When who hosted? When when Beth, when Beth hosted? Who's Beth? Uh, who's Beth? Jill. 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 Pardon me. When Jill hosted. <laughs> no, here's the problem. I used to know. I used to know at Beth household. Jill household. Pardon me. John Meisick. Stop. Stop. I'm sorry. John Meisick has no idea who you are. No. Just for the record. I love listening to the London Adventures. <laughs> what is Jill's husband's show name? Uh, oh wait, wait. Buck Cherry. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna give it to. That's him. gonna be great. We could call her that now, Dave. That's wonderful. No, because I had you know, a new I knew, bit. I, I knew a woman in, B- in Bucks County called Beth, Beth. household. I, I have to yes. know when Jill hosted. Hey, by the way, I do have an important. Gambling update for the show. Uh, today, the Pennsylvania Gaming Control. Uh, you okay? You get reading the newspaper, Frank? No, I'm just getting a Sudoku out. That's I mean, you gonna have Thomas on for the? Are you sure? Are you sure you don't have other things to do right now? You just want to hurt. Look at you. I mean, look at you reading the <laughs> look at paper. You. All you want to do is hurt. Well, listen to you, Dave. You're nuts. Listen, you calm down. Have focus. Come up with a topic and start with it and go through with it. Listen I'm to you. Trying to touch on multiple topics. The last one. Is this being... what I taught you? 
Oh, you didn't teach me anything. You taught okay. me. You taught me how to show up late and whine for an hour. Okay, That's Bruce. Basically, what you taught okay, me. Okay, Bruce. Wow. Way to go, Bruce. Uh, you know what? Whenever he's not getting his way, John, he has mm. to throw the Bruce Bond references out there. Oh, wait, okay. Like I would even ever compare myself to a guy who had a successful radio show for I think two decades. I mean, come on. But anyway, You're I just want to give a listener. I want to give our listeners yes an update <laughs> an update on Pennsylvania the Control Board meeting today, passing the final regs yes. for sports betting in Pennsylvania. And that means and talk to a guy at the uh, talk to a guy at the Gaming Control Board today. Uh-huh. Let me know that. Uh, it looks like once those regs are passed, while some of the casinos are upset about the tax rate because mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania well, yeah, you have to tax, tax everything them. into oblivion, John. They are all going, they're all lining up to apply for their sports betting licenses. They said, and the guy told me a lot of reasons they, they've waited too, not just for the regs is, you know, when they actually apply, they actually have to cut that check for $10 million. So they you're getting ready to bet on that fantasy golf. Yeah, no, no. I was in Atlantic City, stopped at the new Hard Rock, saw the sports betting uh, area. All How set was up. it? Oh, it's freaking awesome. Like a giant sports bar. How is that Hard Rock? Because I love Hard Rock in Vegas. It's the old Taj. They t- uh, totally but renovated it. But is it updated? It. Does yes. it feel like yes. the old Taj? Yeah. Or does it no. feel like a, pro- a Hard Rock property? Hard Rock property, Hard Rock restaurants, and it's rocking. I the could pink taco stand in, in there? line. They have the pink taco in there. Uh, great Mexican restaurant in Vegas. They have the Oakwood Fish. Oakwood Fish. They have, so they have great, different restaurants. Oh, just fabulous! And that place was jammed. Always one of the more fun places to uh, to go uh, in Vegas is the Hard Rock Casino. Uh, also hosted the uh, AVN Awards, uh, which are basically the porn 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 awards. Yeah. They got a great, you just made great beach Frank bar too. Snarf, by the way, Frank, you okay? I'm all right. I only know that Frank from Howard Stern. That's the only reason I know sure, the sure AVN are hosted. Sure I've do. never been there at the same time. The AVN. When was the last time you watched porn, Dave? Um, like any <laughs> red-blooded American man, I do not watch porn in yeah. any way, shape, or That's form. Right. Nope. Look, look, Mysick won't even look at me. Nope. <laughs> Frank throws a question like that out, and everybody automatically puts their hands away. Right. This is why we don't have cameras. <laughs> we have cameras <laughs> on our, on our uh, computer. This isn't streaming, yeah. is it? Okay. No, no, it's definitely not streaming. Definitely not streaming. So I just want to say, That's it looks news. like within 120 days, we will have sports betting, but probably a lot sooner than that, according to my source, basically saying we know a lot of the peop- a lot of the casinos that are applying, they've been thoroughly vetted before, so they do not expect the review process to take 120 days. You know, I set the over-under originally around October 2nd. I think it'll fall a little later than that. I said Gen 1. You did say that. And so I th- I still think we will have sports betting up before college football bowl season, NFL and, playoffs, and the Super Bowl. Wow. And sources close to Frank indicate that out at Hollywood Sudoku? Casino, at Hollywood Casino, it'll be in the uh, horse track room upstairs. That's where they're, they're going to place it. Where hmm. is that up there? It's upstairs on the All second the way, floor. The yeah. second floor? Yeah. So what the simulcast room? Yeah, the simulcast room. In the so they'll get rid of that simulcast. Room. No, it'll still be the same. They'll just put it up sports stuff. They'll just put TVs, baseball games up, yeah. football games. Yeah. They'll just minimize the. They'll minimize the horse race. They'll yeah, just well, kind of. They'll put it all together. Of triple, triple, which, which a lot of sports books do. It's fun. You can watch horse racing in yep. there. You can watch soccer. Yep. Your favorite sport. There, that's great. So Dave, I got a great story for you. All right, I'm down at the. Well, beach. Hurry up! We only got a minute. That's all right. And I am down in Avalon, New Jersey. And Parks doesn't know this story. I know you know it, Dave. As I'm standing there, I'm getting another room key or something like that. I'm in Avalon, New Jersey. I'm on vacation. My wife's out at the bar or something like that. It's around where, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Where were you staying? At the Icona. The Icona <laughs> Hotel. Oh, the old Golden Inn. Yep. So I'm standing there. And to my right, I look at this guy and I'm like, I swear to God, that's Harvey Keitel. 
I know it is. So it what wasn't. The, so, so it wasn't Harvey Keitel. So I'd look down. I'd do a second look, and you know when you see someone and you keep looking until you get that tell that it's not them. Like it's probably some plumber. It's yeah, probably yeah, some yeah. other guy. I keep looking. And I, I get my key and I say to the guy at the desk, I go, I swear to God that looks like Harvey Keitel over there. And he goes, That's because it is. And I'm like, Whoa! I walked right over to him. No, right over didn't. to Harvey no, Keitel. You didn't make that play. Absolutely, Good. I did. Good for you. I went right over to him. And I shook his hand. I said, hello, Mr. Keitel. Harvey, how are you? He goes, shook my hand. I said, hey, my name's Frank from Hershey. Big fan. From Hershey. Pleasure to meet you. First time caller. First time caller. Long time listener. Long time. <laughs> I said, pleasure to meet you. I said, thank you for all you've done. I'm a big fan. And that was kind of it. He said, thank you. And he kept walking. No, no. He was just standing there with his grandson. Oh, he was just hanging out with his grandson. Yeah. And then he kind of. Kind of trunks did he have on? Uh, he did have shorts on. He had a T-shirt. Okay. He had the same tinted glasses that you thought he would have. Hair kind of mussy. Hey, no, mussy, it, was a, like it a, was a mess, yeah. Yeah. It was a mess. Very gentle, but very kind, it's gracious. In, it's pretty interesting that he can sort of blend in these days. I mean, he really can. He's I, not... I, I was more concerned, like, what's it like for him to be standing there knowing that people ID him everywhere? Like, he yeah. must be ID'd all the time. I don't think so. I think. Do you have the tinted glasses on? Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. not a reality TV star. Or... I, I don't think. I don't think I'd know him if I like hit him with. I would either. Harvey Keitel. I had to Harvey Google. Harvey Keitel. You don't know no. who Harvey Keitel. No, I know he's the he, wolf. I know who he is, but like if I were like standing in like some hotel lobby, he'd you'd be, miss him. You'd be like some schmuck in line. Yeah, like, you'd miss. I, him. I, I would okay. not either. I looked at him. Mm. Looks like Larry King. Well, Dave, I knew you'd appreciate it. Great that. contribution to the show, Frank. You can go back to your Sudoku or Sudoku or can whatever. Can I just leave instead? Do I have to stay? Whatever we call it. Uh, you can leave. All right. Hey, guys. First segment of the book. We're going to be back. We're going to do a little. Uh, I'm going to find out what uh, Mysik's been up to and talk to him a little bit about some of the BS I'm seeing out there. The Tour Live, WHP580. WHP580.com. Stay tuned and find out or look at your Sudoku. Sudoku. Whatever. Get it right. Now back to Latour Live with Dave and Frank on News Radio WHP 580. <laughs> so we have a TV in the studio, and the TMZ show is on right now, and they just showed Farrah Abraham, teen mom, walking out of a courthouse. Oh, and that's as scantily clad as anybody I've ever seen <laughs> walk court, out of a no courthouse. Who, who really doesn't go to court when they're facing felony charges? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. She's a porn star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I heard. I heard. <laughs> she won an award? Hey, so listen, I want to talk to Mysig now. Stop. Porn this is not serious. going off the rails. This is serious. This is not going off the rails. John, I want to talk to you about this. I'm, I'm interested. This. Yes, I'm interested in your take on this, John. Number one, Jim Acosta from CNN, for some reason, just drives me nuts. Drives me nuts because I firmly believe, and I know I'm old school. But a reporter should be a reporter. They shouldn't. Uh, they shouldn't be a me, 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 I, I, I person. Make the story about them. So I just want to back up a little bit. So, so Jim Acosta, and I think Trump helped create him with the whole fake news and your fake news. And I think he's sort of run with it. But this was an ex- a part of an exchange that CNN chief White House correspondent Jim Acosta had with Sarah Sanders, the Trump press secretary. Question from NPR. She asked you about Ivanka Trump's statement that the press is not the enemy of the people. And she asked you whether or not the press is the enemy of the people. You read off a laundry list of your concerns about the press and, and things that you feel like are misreported, but you did not say that the press 
is not the enemy of the people. And I, I, I think it would be a good thing if you were to say right here uh, at this briefing that the press, the people who are gathered in this room right now, uh, doing their jobs every day, asking questions of officials like the ones you brought forward earlier, are not the enemy of the people. I, I, I think we, we deserve that. I think the president... Do they deserve that, John? Do they deserve that? John, I'm going to answer this, I think, in, in two ways. One, I think when you make yourself the story, you've already, you've already lost the argument in a lot of ways. And I'm not sure I'm a fan of Acosta's approach. But um, here comes the but. No, it's the, it's, for, me, it's, for me, it's the underlying question because I wrestle with this all the time because you don't want – reporters get attacked. We, you were a journalist yes. once. We get attacked. It comes with the territory. It comes with the yes. job that we do. And, we, and, and no one cares if we whine about it. Yes. Um, that said, though, we are in such an extraordinary time right now with such an unusual administration – with such unprecedented hostility towards... Are you crying? No, I, I'm I actually... I'm trying not to burp into your microphone. Um, <laughs> I literally thought you were breaking down. No, I'm trying not to burp into your microphone. Because um, that, would, that would be gross. Yeah. But, um, no, but, I mean, it was such an extraordinary time. It was an unusual time with, with the president with unmitigated hostility towards the press, branding them the enemy of the people, lying and dissembling routinely, and we have to push back against that. And, and the approach to covering this administration... Is like is unlike no other I've ever seen. It is different, and 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 I will grant you and, that. And I, you know, I've been in the pit at these Trump rallies where he has the crowd turn around on us and boo us and call us the disgusting fake, which media. is ridiculous. Well, it's it's clownish, and it's beneath the office of the president. And there's a way to push back against that, and a way to debunk the falsehoods that are spread by they're spread by the administration without sort of as Acosta did, I think, making yourself the subject of the story because everyone focused on. His Acosta beha- on his behavior and his interaction with Sarah Sanders, rather than going to the underlying issue, which is the the relation between this really unprecedented relationship between the political press and the White House, and it's even trickled down to you know my piddling little level now as as well. So it's it makes it's made life a heck of a lot more challenging, a lot more difficult. I think it's interesting that Acosta says, you know, I don't want to be part of the story. Then he goes on the Colbert show. Well, that's a mistake. And he goes on the Colbert show and he says. Uh, we're not supposed to be the story, you know. That's not why I'm out there. But he's saying that I mean, on the it, Stephen it, Colbert show. Look, I mean, the, the, the White House briefing is, a, is, is to a certain degree, a, a bit of performance. It's a mess. It's a bit of performance art by all. It's by, not, and let's talk about that for a second. By a bit of all concern. Historic, historic context. To the, and a lot of people just don't even know this. The White House press conference was it, it started under uh, uh, Eisenhower, I believe. It it went and to he, video he, under Kennedy. Yeah, and he would call them into the Oval and they would ask questions. And it went to video under Kennedy, and then it became like this televised thing like years later, I think under Clinton. And now it's all become performance art when really it was just an exchange of here's what the president's doing today, Here's and, and, and reporters would report it. And now it's become this whole, hey, let me get my 15 seconds on, cam- my 30 seconds, my 60 seconds on camera. And I think Acosta has taken that to a whole new level. I absolutely agree with you that Trump is out of line, completely out of line. As a former journalist, I'm disgusted when he says fake news. But these guys help, I think, I think what Acosta does is supportive of Trump, and he's too dumb to realize it because he's playing right into that whole fake news BS. Well, I'm just, that's part of it. I mean, you have to push back aggressively um, 
but don't make yourself part of the story. Well, no, I mean, I mean there, there, are, there are ways to ask, and, and I get this a lot. I'll be sitting with family, like, well, why are they asking her the same question three times over? Because they want an answer. Because you're trying to tease out an actual answer, yes. right? and to get past the, and you are a press secretary, you know this, you're trying to get to an actual answer, to some nugget of truth, or to, or to tease out a new detail from a, from a previously given answer. It's not because they're being badgering just for the sake of being badgering them, but you're trying to drive at something, you know, something approximating an objective truth. Okay, let me change the subject on you. Antifa versus Nazis. Do they both suck? <laughs> I, you, I saw your, your Twitter tate, tate about this over the weekend. And, you know, Nazis no more speak for the right than Antifa speaks for the left. I mean, when I, I was sitting at home on Sunday yeah. afternoon with, with my wife, we were listening to the live coverage of the, of the I guess, the Charlottesville anniversary. Anniversary. And, and, yeah, and we hear, and Antifa shut up. And, and, like, and, like, and I'm just like, oh, Jesus, because now it's just going to become... It's just a mess. It's just going to become a hot mess because I mean they're, they were, they're. I, I think sometimes they just show up to break stuff. They and, do, and it's it's not, it's not helpful. I just want to see the press cover Antifa the way they cover the Nazis. If you're going to cover the skinhead Nazis, Nazis just such a. It's just such a. It's the word. Well, you I'm, know, I'm, it's I'm the, the word I, I these days. I, I try to. I try to stay away from that. I try to use white nationalist or because it's 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 because it's, 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 I, I think I think that's accurate. I think there's a degree of difference. The problem is though is that Antifa wouldn't be showing up. If, I if, don't disagree. If, if these chuckleheads weren't rallying. That's, I, I that couldn't is agree with issue. you more. But that doesn't mean Antifa shows up. Uh, attacks the no, media, incites violence, and all that other nonsense. I, the, You're the, right. The, Without an, the Nazis, there's no Antifa, but they're both punks. You know, the, they're the, dopes. The, the thing about Charlottesville is they actually, I mean, the first time round, is that they actually did help people through the crowd and they got them past the cordons of, of white nationalist protesters. It's when they begin breaking stuff and burning stuff that they kind of shoot themselves in the foot. I understand wanting to push back against those forces on the other side, than a right way and a wrong way to right way and wrong, wrong way to do this. All right, last issue: DNC co-chair Keith Ellison, accusations of domestic violence. Yeah, uh, running for attorney general just, just in Minnesota. Won, just won the primary out there. Just won the primary last night, very comfortably. Accused of domestic violence. Would you not agree if it were Keith Ellison, Republican from Minnesota? co-chair of the RNC, because he's co-chair of the Democratic National Committee, there would have been an absolute feeding frenzy. What I want you to basically say to me, John, is <laughs> that Democrats are treated differently by the D.C. media. And I do mean D.C. media. I respect local media. I respect everything about local media. I cannot stand D.C. elite media because I think they're too close to the people they cover. Um, I, I really believe that if that were if that were Keith Ellison Republican RNC co-chair, it would have been morning, noon, and night. Morning, noon, and night on it's, cable I mean, news. It's, it's not that this issue is being undercovered, because I mean you know about it, I know about it. It's on it's on MSNBC, but it's, it's not on. Cable on news. It's not. It wasn't like when Rob Porter was, you know, who was the president's secretary. You know, where, where you actually had multiple allegations, though, and women coming forward. But what's the difference between well, women did come, a woman did come okay, forward. I, 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 I what's will, one I, versus three? I will, right? I will, I will confess, I'm not as conversant in this issue. Now, and, and but but you would agree though that they they cover it less vociferously. They covered this. I mean, the DNC. The Rob, I will say the Porter. I, I I will say this. I've, I've not because I've, it was a Trump thing. I've not paid a lot of attention to the Ellison thing just because I've been occupied elsewhere. But yeah. I mean, the Porter thing, yes, it was a Trump thing. You had 
you had really graphic photos and really graphic video. You had women coming forward in three instances telling telling their stories. So I mean, there was there was a level of detail and sort of that was that goes beyond what we're hearing about Ellison. But I mean, yeah, I mean, one is let me as, ask, one as bad as the other, obviously. So let me ask you this question: <clears throat> seventy two hours from the time the allegation was first reported until the time where the DNC actually issued a statement. Conveniently, just hours before the polls closed when he already had his race won. That's that's too long. It should have been instantly. I mean, the DNC, I mean, domestic violence, Me Too, one of the biggest issues in this country, and nobody's talking about the fact that the DNC did not return phone calls for 72 friggin' hours and only then provided a statement to uh, um, um, NPR. No, that's 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 too, that's something you. I mean, that's crisis comms. That's crisis comms one hundred and one. Something you tackle and deal but with right away. Nobody's knocking their door down. Is my point. It's just there's there's. But Republicans all politics are, are like that. Everything's no, like that. But it's not. This is Republicans the bo- are treated the bottom one, of the cesspool. Republicans of, are treated one way. Democrats are treated another. And I just think you know when Trump and I the the the, the thing that makes me so mad about it is is Trump hammers on fake news all the time, and I think the press helps him. I think the press helps them by treating one group differently than the other. They should have been all over Keith Ellison. He was allowed to issue one statement. He hid from the press for 72 hours. DNC didn't issue a statement. Nancy Pelosi hasn't said anything. Democratic leaders haven't said anything. I mean, it's I mean, an absolute I mean, joke. Those, those allegations were enough to, to, to topple Schneiderman in, uh, yes. in New York, in New well, York think State. Think about how Al, Frank, Al Franken got toppled. Right. It took, it took Franken a little while. I mean, Schneiderman, yeah. fell, almost, Schneiderman fell almost instantly. Um, you know, you have to be even-handed in your treatment of these matters. That's all I can say. All right, I appreciate that. I think that's some real honesty there, Frank. How's your Sudoku <laughs> going? How's your Sudoku going? I'm not playing, Dave. What, what are you? What what? Are you what You're are you so angry. I'm not angry. You're such an angry. Here's the bottom line. I think we're really in the bottom of a morals issue, ethics issue. Like we're going to hit the bottom, and then we're going to bounce right back up as far as people who represent us, the media, everything. We're just going to go down and hit bottom, and then bounce up. We're. I don't think we're at bottom yet, though. I think it's going to get much worse for us all. These are, these are not normal. Things that are going on well, in this I mean, world. This, this, it's all crazy. Well, it's all nuts. It's all nuts. This business in the last couple of years, days rather. Is just it's all nuts. Bananas. By the way, 30 seconds. Is this not the quietest gubernatorial election campaign that you can ever possibly remember in Pennsylvania? It's, it's it, like we're sleepwalking through a major yeah, campaign. I, mean, I, I guess I'm a little bit closer to the most and I hear the sniping back and forth between the yeah. between the two campaigns. But I mean, in terms of visibility. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty quiet. But then again, it's also August. So when we get into yeah. September, it's gonna know, all you know, crank in. Heat up a bit more. Yeah. What's the money? What's the money looking like? Have you seen it lately? Wolf I mean, versus the last, Wagner. The last time I checked in, Wolf had like fifteen million. The Wagner's a couple of million. That was in June though, so they probably raised yeah. more since then. But you know, we Wag- are, advertising wise, we're expecting all TV to be sold out. I mean, you can't we, get a spot anywhere, we hear, and we're we, expecting a big bump in radio. I mean, we hear, we hear about it at our place from the advertising guys as well. I mean, but you know, Wolf something like plus thirteen in the Real Clear Politics polling yeah. average right now. It's that's going to tighten, obviously, between now and election day. But it's sure. it's been a bit under the radar. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. All right, gang. Two segments in. We're going to be right back with Hall of Fame writer and Penn State columnist Dave Jones from Penn Live. We'll be right back with Tor Live. Fine, fine guy. Fine, fine guy. Five eighty. WSP 580, WSP580.com. Yeah, okay, we're rolling. Always fun, never serious. It's Saturday. It's Latour Live on News Radio WHP 580. Is this my sixth band? 
What's your band again? Do we we need some more of that music on there? Some Finks Constant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, two bands, Finks Constant and the April Skies. April Skies. April Skies. What we had on last yeah, time, and Frank right. Frank basically said it sucked. Right. For 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 for, uh, for, for an unmixed demo recorded in our rehearsal room. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any? Want to make any plugs for any upcoming concerts? Um, yes, the April Skies will be at the Vineyard at Hershey on uh, August the 25th. Ooh. Very nice. Three sets of, uh, of fun 80s covers, so come out and see us. There you go, Frank. You're a big client. Hello, Frank? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a uh, he's, okay, he's watching great. TMZ. Great. We've lost him. Great. Hey, I want to... <laughs> I thought you were looking the at it. The 700 Club is on now. They follow oh, up I thought TMZ you were looking at the 700 wait, 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 Club. Wait, wait, wait. So we've gone from TMZ to the 700 Club? <laughs> we, we are screwed up. That's the all I got The of the Moral say. Universe does bend towards justice. Thank God. It sure does. Hey, I want to bring in uh, one of my favorite writers. I, I'm jealous of him because of his writing talent. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame basketball writer, uh, a great columnist covering uh, all things Penn State, especially football for Penn Live. Dave Jones. Dave, how are you? I just want to say, Dave, that you're fabulous. And we've all been talking about it. We've all been talking about it, and the consensus is that you're fabulous. And that's the end of it. So I won't take any other word, okay? That's it. God bless you. God bless you, my is son. Is this the Sammy Maudlin show? <laughs> It's so true. I mean, it's all about wow. Dave. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's all about I'll be, Dave. I'll be William B. Williams, yeah. Hey, Dave, so I wanted to have you on. To, it started out when I first asked Dave to come back on the show. He gave us some great March Madness picks way back when, before the tournament started. But I wanted to have him on to kind of give us a preview of the Big Ten football season. But since I asked him, it's become almost like a crisis every day for various Big Ten I, football I programs, does right? Even, does any of this even... I was going back over what I picked. I think it's okay. Yeah. Except maybe the Maryland pick won't be. Uh, I had Maryland tied for third in the East with me. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, wanted to, no, I, I don't know. Just Who let knows? me know where Northwestern's going to finish in the West. Where's that's Northwestern going to finish? Uh, I got them second. I got them second. Wow. I, I definitely have Wisconsin winning the whole league. That I'm, I'm solid on. Wisconsin going at, winning even the championship game? Yes. Big Ten yes. championship? Winning, beating Michigan State in the championship game, and then going on to the college football playoff. That's what so, so let's take the actual football and set it aside for a second and talk about what the, the hell chaos. is going on, the chaos at Maryland and Ohio State. We have two head coaches in D.J. Durkin at Maryland, and um, I don't know, who's the guy at Ohio State? I can never remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember his name. <laughs> I, I never know who I, that is. I just want to say that Damon Evans, the athletic director at Maryland, is certainly the leader that they need to bring them back from from this chaos. Why do you say that? Well, you know, he, he, he was at Georgia and was caught with a pair of red panties in his lap when he pulled over for DUI. <laughs> you mean that's the same AD? I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's the guy, yeah. And he got yeah. hired to be Maryland's AD? He's clearly the man to, of leadership quality. To and integrity. This organization. And integrity, there you go. So pe- people that aren't aware, a Maryland, and, and please, DJ, correct me if I'm wrong, a uh, Maryland football player, an offensive lineman, was training uh, in the offseason in in some pretty uh, hot weather, uh, and died. Uh, died. Certainly, and, this and, is and it, overweight, overweight, and probably been out there doing that until he can handle it. But you know, there were no safeguards. There were no, and and by the way, Damon Evans at the time was the liaison for football. As we know, we have to have three and four layers of leadership. <laughs> in all the athletic departments now because they have the money to pay them. We don't know exactly what they do, but uh, 
Penn State has lots of those, too. What did you... The money in college athletics right now is so obscene because of the latest television contracts that you don't even know what some of these people do. And Damon Evans said he wasn't there when uh, the McNair kid died. So, you know, what is he doing if he wasn't there? So that... uh, anyway, he's going to skate on the... He's, he got a promotion. He got a promotion. So then we got uh, a situation in Ohio State where Urban Meyer clearly lied to the media about. Can you can you get any other read on that but a lie? I mean, I there's tried no to he trace the he won't say the word logic, and I, I I'm thinking this is a lie. Is it not a lie? It's a lie because we're trained in this business to not say lie or liar, especially unless you can very positively say they were. Lying. So what's your take on that? That is, I think, that is a lie. I, I think lying? Urban Meyer lied, and what he lied about was an issue involving uh, domestic violence and one of his assistant coaches. He clearly was aware of it as early as 2009, certainly aware of it by 2015. Yeah, well, the question was the 2015 incident. He yes. always said he was aware of the 2009 yes. incident at Florida when Zach Smith was with him But there. for our listeners who aren't aware, at the Big Ten Media Days, he said he really wasn't aware of 2015 until he just heard about it, but then he comes out with a statement after he was exposed by one heck of a reporter, Brett McMurphy. Uh, he came back and then admitted that in 2015 he did know about it, and he followed his uh, he followed proper protocols in reporting yeah, he wouldn't it. even say that he... He wouldn't even say concretely... He didn't want to point out that he was saying that he knew about it. He said he followed proper protocol in the 2015 incident. So well, if you didn't know about it until yesterday or last week in that case, then how could you, how could so, you have followed So let me ask protocol? you this point-blank yeah. question, DJ. So we have a coach who presided over an athlete falling over and dying, and we have a coach who lied to the world about a domestic violence incident involving one of his assistant coaches. And I think we both agree neither of them are losing their jobs. Right? Oh, I think Durkin might lose his job. You think he might at Maryland? Yeah, because, I think that's... Because a... he doesn't win football games. Yeah, he doesn't have any scalps on the wall. you got to have scalps on the wall before, you, before you're... You, you have any immunity. That's so Urban Meyer keeps his job, right? They might suspend him for, like, the opener. I don't even know who their opener I, is. They, I, like the Army game. I'd fire his ass, but sure. I wouldn't have hired him in the first place because always, he, always, he always impressed me as kind of an arrogant prick. Am I allowed to say <laughs> on the radio? It's too late well, now. I, did, I, think, okay? I think we'll so, buzz that. I think fun. we'll, we'll yeah. beep that out. I think, I think that was that was all right. All right, okay. I'm good. It went past the park sensors. Don't be a wuss, Dave. Let I'm, it go. I'm not a wuss. Like you are. I want to beep it out. Stop. All right. I thought this was radio, Dave. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm with you. Um, well, there's no wor- other word that describes that. That's why I used it. What else do you? What do you? What? What do you say? Ass? I don't know. That's not the same word. There's I no think other you're right. way to describe. He just he's an arrogant ass. Yeah, okay. I got you. I like, ar- I like prick better. He's an arrogant prick. Well, it, it, Urban it, Meyer is suck. arrogant. I'm not trying to be a senior, but that describes the personality. Am I wrong? Mysick, is no. he an arrogant prick? We got John Mysick on the show today. DJ, he's sitting in the studio. Arrogant Mysick. prick. Yeah, yeah. No one told me Mysick was good. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Uh, this was not our agreement. This is not our agreement I can't work this way. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, but no, but yeah, no doubt. 
Yeah. So let me ask uh, you. But 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 anyway, you know, I wouldn't have hired the guy in the first place because I just don't like the looks at of him. But that your job as an <laughs> athletic director is to make money, and he makes money in so many ways because when you win that many games, you, you people don't realize kids love to go to schools where you can go to a great football game on Saturday, and it makes tons of tuition money. They can get a better quality of student. They can raise tuition money. It, it creates millions of dollars for all sorts of capital projects that they want to do. At Ohio State, they've got this massive, and I mean massive, hospital complex. So, DJ, we got just built. DJ, and we got about three minutes left. We're talking with Dave Jones, yeah. uh, Penn State columnist, so, Hall of Fame basketball writer. So wait, wait, I just want to pivot real quick because I just I, you had an interesting stat in your Big Ten preview. Ohio State hasn't been an underdog in forty straight games. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, I kept tracing back to make sure that was true. That's great. I, mean, I mean, that shows you how dominant that pro. Do you think so? Urban Meyer's currently suspended. Do you see any sort of fall off when you can't have Urban Meyer in the coach's room working with the kids every day? Or do you think him being on the phone behind the scenes will be enough to keep that train rolling? Oh, I think they'll make a decision one way or another by, you know, the second or third week. But is this hurting him? Is this hurting Ohio State, him not being there? Does it hurt their record this year? Well, no, because I think they'll make a decision to keep him before any of them, the important games happen. I think it's a, I, and I just want to touch on Penn State, obviously, because of the proximity and where we are. Uh, I tend to agree with you. You see a slippage in Penn State this year, not so much because of a young defense, but you just don't replace uh, a talent like Saquon Barkley with no. Miles Austin and and their offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead, re- revolutionary in many ways. And you and in your piece, you wrote. You know how people are now going to start to catch up with that offense and understand it better. And by the way, you don't have Saquon who can take the ball to the house or be one hell of a decoy. Well, the great thing about it is that Trace McSorley is the perfect guy to run that offense. Their quarterback. He makes wonderful, quick decisions, which is what you need uh, to run that offense. He's the perfect guy to run it. Uh, but Barkley was such a great decoy, and you would see it when he'd get the ball on the, on the occasions where the wrong decision was made. And, and sometimes he, he was just inundated with people because he, there was always three or four defenders keying on him. Uh, yep. That's not going to happen anymore. So uh, where do you so see Penn State this year? Give me a t- final record. Nine and three. Nine and three. losing to, and who knows? Yeah, we, sure. We, we, we are asked to do this stuff sure. and we do it. But I've got them actually beating Ohio State because I think they're going to be loaded up for bear for that game. But then... Who do they lose I, to? I think Michigan State is a very underrated team. Uh, they're not being given enough credit. They've got a really good quarterback in Brian Lewerke. I think they lose to them. I think they, um, they have a very tough road game at Michigan. I don't think Michigan's going to win the division or anything, but I think it's a very tough game. Tough spot. Michigan's coming off a bye. And a revenge game. Plan. Yeah, and that too. And then I think Wisconsin at home is going to be really tough at a tough time in the season when you don't want to play Wisconsin, where you're, you're a little beat up. That's the wrong time to play them. So those are the three losses I have. And real quick, uh, uh, you, do not, you do not believe Michigan's going to have a good year. You think Ole Miss transfer quarterback Shea, Patterson, Shea Patterson's overrated. What, what is this love for Shea Patterson? I mean, he rolled up his That's what stats. Mysick was saying before, the, before we he went on. He rolled up his stats against against really some lousy teams, 
and then against the, the, the three or four better teams that he went up against, he wasn't good at all. I mean, not good at all. So we got and, thir- we got 30 seconds left with Dave Jones, Penn Live, Penn State Media, or Penn State Football columnist. Dave, in 30 seconds, who wins the national championship in football? Alabama. That's easy. Yeah. Every year. Duh. It's that boring, isn't it? Every it's, year. It just really comes down to that, who doesn't it? Who are you going to pick? I mean, they, they might not, but who are you going to pick? Clemson? I mean, they're really, there's, it's no. slim pickings, isn't it? No, I, I, love, I love Tua. I think Tua is an incredible talent at quarterback for Alabama. And even if Jalen Hurts survives for a few weeks, he just doesn't have the, the talent that Tua does. That's all Tua's they ever missed. Really, really That's all they were ever missing at Alabama was a multi-dimensional quarterback, yeah, and now they got it with this field. Hawaiian kid. Yeah, now they've got it. I mean, he's a really, really good player. <laughs> that Hawaiian kid. He's a Hawaiian kid. Yes, he, he is. is. He is. Can I just say they're that... Of, they're a lot of fun to watch. Can, though, can I just I say that I love reading David Jones, but now I now love listening to David Jones, so I want to do the David Jones audiobook. Oh, yeah, I, want all, I want all his columns, and I want him to read them, because you get a whole new aspect of what his words mean yeah, when he says you know, them. You know, you know Dustin Hawkinsmith, right, at the paper? Sure, yeah. sure, sure. His brother does an impersonation of me. And he, he <laughs> it could be your voice. I, I made him. I got him his job at ESPN.com. No, I really, he, he, wrote, he wrote Rod Frisco and, and me letters when he was just a kid at the Mon Alto branch of Penn State <laughs> on, on yellow notebook paper saying, how do I get a job in journalism? And we answered him back and said, that, first of all, don't ever write a, a note on yellow notebook paper <laughs> in longhand. And then he became this colossus. He's a great investigative reporter. But I heard in passing from man, many sources that he did an impersonation of me, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it, and then he finally did it in front of me. And it's... It was disturbing. It was. <laughs> Have Jones. you ever had anyone do an impersonation of you? It's very, it's yes. very unsettling. Uh-huh. I guess here's my question, Jones. Why don't you have a podcast? Why don't you have a radio show? Most people go that route. You seem to have the knack for it and oh, the chops. I get, I get tired of listening to myself. So does my wife. He's exhausted. Know, right? Listen to him. He's just exhausted yeah. in a 15 minute <laughs> segment. Wanna... He's got to take a nap now. You should, you should see him in the office. Tired. He's got like this existential weirdness about him. No, you can make some money, though, man. It's good money out there. Frank's Set you up with one. Yeah, I'll, if you do all the work, I'll do it. Okay. I'm not doing crap. I'm just telling you, you I'm can old. do it. I'm old. I'm old. Okay, David Jones, Hall of Fame writer, Penn State Commons. Thanks for joining us again, DJ. Would love to have you on the show uh, a couple months down the line. What do you say? Anytime, Dave. Bye, Johnny. Thanks. Be right back. Latour Live, WHP 580, WHP580.com. Live as we are now watching uh, Casino on uh, AMC. Oh. Getting to that point in the show where they kill Joe in the movie where they kill Joe Pesci out in the middle of that cornfield with bats, wait, and then they bury him alive. Wait, so I'm confused. So they had TMZ the 700. Oh, I turned the channel. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I turned the channel. I, I'm like, I know I haven't watched AMC for a while. But I didn't realize they changed their the programming past like that. Hour on this show, we have watched TMZ. The 700 Club, and now we're watching Joe Pesci get brutally murdered on AMC. Yeah, no, we, can kill, we can kill the final segment that way. So uh, so what we're, we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to run a little long on our podcast. We're going to cut our radio show off after an hour like we normally do, but we're going to do a little bit of extra radio for the podcast. But 
There's one question that we've been kind of kicking around uh, off the air that I wanted to bring on the air, and I think it's timely, and I think it's an issue that needs to be discussed, and I'm glad we have John in here, and I know Frank has strong feelings about it. And the question is, is President Donald Trump a racist? That is the question. The question has been posed to me, and my <laughs> and my answer is I don't know. I think that answer is scary in and of itself when you cannot say for sure whether the president is a racist or not. I just don't know. I think there's plenty of evidence that he is racist, but it's hard for me to pull a trigger on anyone unless they're a Nazi and declare that they are a racist. Frank, what do you think? Is the president a racist? Oh, I think he is. Yeah? Why? Yeah, just Why? Because by his actions. Yeah. By, by stuff that I'm fed on a regular basis out of the news cycle. The stuff I hear. The stuff he doesn't do. Forget what you're fed. No, wait, 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 let, just let me finish my yeah, answer sure, here. Sure, sure, sure. And just by the stuff that he does. I, I want to say it's more by what he doesn't do and by what he does do. And mm. it just seems to me, when you look at it, because I said something to my wife last night, and she said no. And I said, and I, I think there's two different types of storylines that people are watching out there, following out there. And and this is this is one of them that I think people in somewhat of an area that I might be and go, yeah, I really think this guy is. Mysick, we'll save you for last. Parksy, is President Donald Trump a racist? <sighs> I guess I'm kind of like with you with I don't know because, see, I'm from a different generation and I know people and I've heard people use those terms and words. Were they racist when they said that? No. But Trump can't play that card. But it has nothing know? to do with the N-word, especially story. when you're the president. Nothing oh, has nothing to do with it. I, racist as to whom? Every race? One particular race? Who is he a race? When you, de- well, when, you when you define the term racist, what is he? What is that? John? All right, so let's let's talk about... Let's let's try let's talk let's about unpack this thing. Let's talk. Well, let's talk about terms though, because you can, because you can, because you can you, you can talk about well you can talk about bigotry. Sure. Yes. The predisposition. Very very true. Certain people. So I can talk about you know you can talk about your bigoted uncle, Uncle Stan, who says horrible things about minorities and that kind of stuff. Racism is a, is a, is an institutional sort of power thing where it's an imbalance of powers, an imbalance of influence, and it's an imbalance of representation between one racial group and another. Very true. If I look at the president and I judge him in the totality of his public statements from his inability to offer a condemnation his, to, to, the, to the violence in Charlottesville yeah. instead of equivocating, to the language he's employed against Hispanics um, at his rallies, to his reference to Amorosa Magino Newman just this other day as a, as, as a dog. A dog. If I look at him, I, and I have, I will, go, I will agree with you in, in, in as much as this. I have no insight into his heart. I have no insight into his thinking. But if you look at him by the judge, by the totality of his public statements, by the fact that there are no, there are now no African Americans or people of color in the West Wing. Ding. That it is, it is hard to escape. That the, is stunning. It is hard to escape the conclusion that the president of the United States does not harbor deep animus towards racial and ethnic minorities. Does that make him racist? Most probably, but again, I have no, I have I will agree with you in as much as that I have no insight into his into into what's in his heart and his character. But if you judge him solely on the totality of his public actions and the totality of his public statements, he's it a is, racist. It is hard to escape the conclusion that he's racist. Now, how do you not see that? Does it say what does it say when the lone African American you have in the West Wing is Amarosa? 
I mean, a reality star. I mean, he surrounds himself with people who adore him until he fires them. He just did it for showbiz. Uh, just I mean, for reality TV. That's all he they, did it for. They, that, that relationship was symbiotic. Both of them got something out of it. She was able to monetize her position within the White House. The president was able to say, I have an African-American woman on my staff. Where else is she going to get 150 grand a year? Well, right. Amorosa. Well, and and a book deal and now exposure on cable news for what, like a, a week? Yeah. I mean, you know, she was, she was, I will give her her credit. I mean, she was very savvy about that. Was able to monetize her position. She learned, well, God knows the president's been able to monetize the West Wing. So he's, you know, he, she learned well. I'm always confused by how do these Republicans just sit back and let, they just sit back on their hands on, on so many things that happen in the White House. And I know R.J. Harris thinks different, Ken Matthews and Rush and everybody on this stinking station think different, but everybody Congre- sits back. Congressional everybody Re- sits back and does nothing. Congressional Republicans made a very deliberate calculus. They sure they, did. They said, we will take this man, flaws and warts and all, because he will give us tax cuts. We can get our agenda done. We will get- Paul Ryan, we, we please! Will, no, he will give- they, that was, But they made a, a naked calculus. We'll, we'll trade him for tax cuts, conservative justices on the Supreme Court- Rolling back Obamacare, rolling back regulatory care, eating into eating into the bureaucratic state on environmental protection. They made a very deliberate calculus. The fact that none of them, though, have stepped up in the face of his more ridiculous and offensive public statements is a failure of leadership. Right. And how do we just everybody just lets it happen, though? Everyone's like, oh, well, that's politics. And Paul Ryan, here's the part part that I'm conflicted with. And Dave, you can chime in here since it's your show. Sure. Things are so crazy political way up top there. But yet I'm doing so well. With my job and my life and all that other stuff. We have all answered the question, do we think Donald Trump is a racist? And Frank was riffing on something. What were you? I'm sorry. I zoned out. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I do, want to, I do want to pick up the thread of that, though. I mean, you're, I, but go ahead. No, I'm, just, I'm just conflicted because I think he's so crazy. I think that society will work our way out. We'll vote somebody in that we trust or at least act presidential. And then we'll come back. But what's going on now? It's just... It's insane. It's like a, it's like a it's like a song. It's like a movie that I wake up every morning and go, "Oh my god, what happened? Oh my god, what happened?" Every story's breaking news. The media is just like this He's big song. How has your life changed, though, Frank? Who's I mean, my own worst enemy? Me? No, yeah. Trump is uh, his own worst enemy. Yeah, yeah, he is. But but how has your life changed so drastically? I mean, do you wake up in the morning and just fear for the safety of the country, and you can't live the entire day knowing that he's in the office? I don't understand what. Oh, I think how he's you definitely a danger to this country and the people of the country. I yes. just, I just, I don't see like how it. You think if, he's good messing around? No, with Putin no, no. I just don't think how Kim Jong Un or whatever the heck how it impacts on? our life. It was like we all have priorities in our lives. Well, you wait until New Jersey gets wiped well, up by a nuclear I don't bomb. See. You rain tell me what happens. happens. Let's yeah. rain this. Parksy, I, I, I think I can answer that question. Yeah. Just how do we? Well, I will, I will tell you this. I mean, I, I have two side hustles where I do commentary for Canadian television and I do commentary for for UK radio. And I am consistently asked on the, during those appearances about the damage that this administration is inflicting on relationships with, yeah. with the Canadians, with, with, with our partners in, in the European community. And he's viewed with great caution, great disdain, 
Um, you know, there's a whole lot of how could you vote this guy into office? And having, I just and having look, your, but, don't get and me started and having, about European leadership. Okay, no, I'm, I'm not. Talk, I, I, no, we'll look, set Canada I'm, aside. We'll I'm set not, Canada I'm not talk, aside. I'm not talking. But I'm, what I'm saying though is when they're I, hypocrites if they're questioning us electing Donald Trump. I just got to say. But, I mean, but, 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 I'm talking about the journalists there when, when they're when they're questioning about the. About it's the, all hypocrisy about though, the, John. About for the, the damage, people they've elected in Europe for them to sit here. Just let him finish. Will you let me finish? What I'm more concerned with though is 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 the damage to our moral standing overseas, the damage to the way the country is viewed by oh everyday Canadians, the God. way it's viewed by go, everyday John, Europeans. Oh. That's John oh. Mysick right there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my I heard, God. I mean, hey, I'm so hey, sick Dave. and tired of our world image and how okay, it's viewed Dave. by the Europeans or the Canadians. Why don't you talk to all the car hey, dealers? Dave. Why don't you talk to the I'm auto industry? Tariffs. These tariffs are killing the auto you industry. Moron. I guarantee not- you they're going to cycle down and... Auto is going to continue to go down, and where auto goes, the rest of the country goes. You're a moron. I'm, oh, not I'm a moron. About I get t- advertising dollars from these things. You don't think I see what's going on with the auto industry? You don't think auto guys are telling me what the forecasts are for the next 12 You're months? You're way off the reservation. We're not talking tariffs. How am I off the reservation? We're talking about his personality. We're talking about his personality. What and is it? Pe- act- all right, whatever. You win. Of all, of all the things he's done that are nuts... Tariffs, whether you agree with them or not, are destructive. Are, are, oh, they're awful. Of course, they're awful. But we're not talking about his craziness. His ment- we're talking about his craziness and his mental capacity. We're not talking about tariffs right now. We're talking, talking about, about his about- overall presidency. John's talking, John. I opened up the door. Look, Park, Park, look, Park C opened the door. I tried to offer some perspective based on my dealings with journalists with overseas, international and, and, journalists, and 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 we're not I'm, talking tariffs. <laughs> And, and look, I mean, maybe maybe that's not I, that's I mean that's something I think about though. I mean, I as an enemy of the state, I consider myself deeply patriotic, and I'm and I'm worried about the long term damage this administration might be inflicting on people. Frankly, people you can say what you want about the character of union, European leaders. There's there's only been one time in the 70 year history of of NATO when the article when Article Five was invoked. Yes, and that's when the United States was attacked by foreign terrorists. Very true. They have stood by our side for low these 70 years. You can make whatever character judgments about them that you like. I am worried about the long-term damage you inflict on that alliance. I am worried about the long-term damage you inflict, inflict on our relationship it's with It's just Canada. so funny to me that UK, the UK can elect a ruling, bring a ruling party in that voted for Brexit to basically break up the European Union and they're critical of who we elect president. Now, that is not a defense of Donald Trump. It's a, it's, it's a criticism, and I believe it's a, an a hypocrisy how they criticize who we elect when they have just voted to destroy the European Union. And make no mistake. That's even bigger Euro- than tariffs. The European Union is nothing without the UK. Was, I that mean, was a, that was that was a dumb vote to me. I mean, that said though, a moronic if, vote. If, if a moronic as moronic as we could ever be electing Donald Trump president. As moronic as ever. Okay? And and it, and so, it, and it brought down, it brought down the Cameron government and, and you had to And the reason that. I tried to stop you on tariffs is, is because I wanted to talk about the mindset of Donald Trump, not so much as policy. I think tariffs are moronic, Frank, but I just didn't want to go down that road. I wanted to talk about his faculties and capacity as president, as a potential racist in in the White House, not the tariff issue. It's all tethered That's together. That's all I'm saying. Look, it's I've, all tethered look, together, I, I, his I, actions I, and his mental state. I was, I was out doing some field reporting last week about efforts to court the Latino vote yes. in advance of the midterms. I spoke with a, with a, with a woman who's a member of the Lowendorfer School Board who, who said to me that she finds it very difficult to not only be a Republican right now, 
but that she finds it very difficult to be a Latina Republican right now. And that, to me, I think spoke volumes about where Trump has taken has taken the party. I think it's very fair. Where she feels now unwelcome in her own party as as a woman of color. I mean, that that goes to it more than anything else, Dave. I I absolutely agree with you. So I want to get off this political kick now that Frank put us on 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Aston Villa or 2-0, by the way. That's right. It was you, Frank. It's what I really, you know, look, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. I think everybody knows that. Frank is a huge Burnley fan. Yes. But we judge our clubs by the fight song. Okay, so I know, you're, I know you're a fake Aston Villa fan, I'm John, because you're fan. actually a Man U I'm fan. But here, fan. here, here is the Aston Villa song. That's boring. That's what I think. <laughs> What is this? You're boring, everybody. You can do better. Is this why they can't get to the Premier League, John? Songs like this? We were yeah, we were relegated. We made some disastrous and some disastrous mistakes. Part of it might be getting back our fight song. I mean, that's pretty bad stuff. No, but you, the, I mean, the, the, the Tottenham Hops first song, you just ripped off the melody to another tune. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's so good, though. Listen to this. Should I turn that up? And it's Glory, Glory, Man United, too. They don't rip it off. No, we started it. And it's the Battle Hymn of the Republic, which is a racist <laughs> song. <laughs> it's a racist song. It's a racist song, yeah. We can lose is, Todd, sh- is Todd of Hotspur racist? We, no, that's West Ham United. A, yeah, they are. A, uh, Chelsea, too. Hey, real quick, what are you watching on TV? Still, I'm finishing up Yellowstone. Still current. Castle Rock is still moving along. It's got a little slow, but it's picking up. Castle Rock is sort of disappointing me so far. It I is. watched it's it on down. your recommendation, and I like sort of the tie-ins with all the Stephen King novels and everything, and I love the fact that it takes place in Shawshank Prison. I wish they'd refer a little bit more to the Stephen King history with Shawshank. I mean, right. for obvious reasons. They make one little reference to it. But I thought I, I think it was good. I am now, just so you know, I'm watching the second season of The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, and I can't stop watching You it. like that? I love The Handmaid's Tale. Have you watched that, John? I, I haven't, no. Oh, my we don't God, have, we don't have We don't have the Hulu. In this political time... It's great to watch The Handmaid's Tale. I've, I've, heard, one, I've, heard, I've heard that. Oh, season one and season... I mean, you see all those protesters dressed like The Handmaids. Handmaid, yeah, right. I mean, it's just, you know, basically the, the country was I've, overthrown I've, by I've, these I've religious the, zealots. I've, I've read the book, yes. Oh, you did read the book. I read the book. Yeah, so they're going past the book now, imagining what it would look like if she had kept writing books. And it's, okay. I think it's pretty interesting. Hmm. What about you, Parsi? What are you watching? Not anything. What? Summer what? Time. What do you mean? Time. Nothing. How are you not watching anything? Did, did you ever watch The Fall? It's the summertime, just backing off. What do you mean The Fall? The Fall, it's on Netflix. I heard it's really good. The Fall. The Fall. F-A-L-L. Mm-hmm. John, what are you watching? John, what are you watching? watching? Okay, well, the Premier League is back on TV. So I back the up what? Like, please, stop. The what? The Premier League oh, is back pre- on TV. Oh, I, I, I thought you said <laughs> the, the Weird League. I'm Premier like, what? Listen, that's, because you, that's because you only listen to yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all about taste. The Premier League is back on TV, so that's in, that's encouraging. Um, I've, got, I've gotten hooked on The Man in the High Castle on Amazon What Prime. a great show. It's coming that's, out soon. That's season phenomenal. I mean, it's been like two years between season two and three. It always came out over the I'm, holidays. I'm, I'm now working my way through. I'm, I'm watching. I just picked it up, so I'm working my way through season one. 
Um, Great show. Yeah, Marnie and I actually we've been we've been binge watching Agents of Shield, the the Marvel. You're show. really big into that Marvel stuff, right? I, 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 you I've, like the Marvel guys. I've, I've come around. I was a DC kid growing up, but I've come around on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and and Agents of Shield has just been like great fun. Um, now you're watching the first ones, the first few seasons of it, well, right? We actually made it all the way through. We're now in the middle of season five, so we're very, yeah. we're very, I think we're very nearly caught up. It's, I it's, think it goes into a bad direction after that. It's dropped off, so yes. it has dropped. The first few seasons were excellent. Yeah, four season for any TV show. Five, it should see, be four seasons in that. Yeah, and then, then it season got five, it's, it's, dropped off, it's dropped off precipitously. And, and yes. once we get into October, I'm going to be, I mean, I've got the centerized package for the NHL, and I'll be, just be following games across the Did continent. anybody you know, get Netflix? So you get Netflix. We, I, we have Netflix and Amazon Prime. Handmaid's Tales season one is on Netflix. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, so oh, I'll, I'll have to give it a look. Okay. You guys should watch that. All right. Huh. I mean, that's my call this week, Handmaid's Tale. I mean, right. but how's, I, how is a Hulu show now on Netflix? I don't know. They just work? bought it. I think they just after, they just a, while, after a while. Yeah. It's, it's all money. Like Amazon Prime, I just heard yesterday, uh, signed a deal with Comcast Infinity. So mm-hmm. all Prime shows will be on Comcast. If you have Comcast, all Prime shows will oh. be on Comcast oh, coming up. I did you so watch there's that, all this uh, cross-pollinating going on right did now. Did you watch that Amazon show, The Amazing, The Wonderful Mrs. Maisel, about no, the comedian? No, the female comedian it was a Woody in the Allen 50s thing. or 60s. It was pretty well shot. I was oh, pretty it impressed looks, by it. It sort of looks like it was it, good. You, you could tell the production values. Are oh, it's really way nice up there. And a lot of big stars in it too. I'm a I, I'm a big Amazon Prime fan. Looking forward to uh, the Jack Ryan series coming out at the end of August. Yeah, when's that? That's August thirty uh, first. That's Jim from the Office. Jim Halpert. Yeah, yeah. coming. Yeah, putting on a little his, muscle. Well, he put on some muscle in that. Uh, that one uh, movie about. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, a Libyan, horror one. The, no, no, the Libyan. Um, yeah, but didn't he also have that horror one, one with his girlfriend? What was that show? What was I, that? I don't know. Uh, I know no, 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 no. The one that Hillary Clinton got uh, uh, criticized for. What was the embassy that? Oh, uh, with that Benghazi. Got girl. Benghazi. With Benghazi. Benghazi. Christine the whole Chastain. movie, oh, on movie Benghazi. about the Benghazi, the Benghazi yeah. guys. Yeah, right, he right. came out. He's in that movie, and he is just stacked muscle. Like he's. Just, Did you see the American with Tom Cruise? Uh, no, it's pretty good. I want to go see the new Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. Are I'm you just, okay I with Tom Cruise? What's your thoughts on him? Um, I have. I've just realized that the older I get in my life that as much as I dislike somebody or something, if I feel like I would be entertained by it, I'm still going to watch it. I'm disgusted by the NFL on so many levels, but I'll watch it. I'm disgusted by what happens at college football on so many levels, but I'll watch it. I'm disgusted by Tom Cruise and what he's done through science, Scientology. And, you know, I saw the uh, Making Clear. I saw the miniseries. I'm sorry, the documentary. He disgusts me, but I'll watch every single one of his damn Mission Impossible Amen. movies. Amen. You know, a, a Dwayne Johnson movie. He, I, I, every, no every, way. Every single no, no way. way. He's any, a wrestler. He's always going to be a wrestler. The, uh, come on. Any remake now will star The Rock. So, you know, he just lost. I lost a whole Saturday afternoon to the two G.I. Joe films because he's in those. Oh. And Really? Yeah. You like The Rock? You, yeah. You're cerebral. Yes. You I like The like Rock? Because he's got this. I can't take him seriously. I can't take him seriously. He's got this sort of like winking comedic presence. It's the same. He's in on the joke. What was that movie? He just did Skyscraper? That just bombed. It was just like Die Hard. Yeah. But in the but, but, summertime, yeah. But he had a, he had like an article. Jumanji lab. was Jumanji was funny. J- I mean, now you can't remake Jumanji. He was <laughs> Jumanji was so how, good. How do you not love him as the Scorpion King? He was so much fun as the Scorpion. Yes. King. Oh, how do yes. you not love him as the Scorpion King? Yes. Yes. Jumanji, Robin those, Williams, those mu- and those Mummy movies. Come on, yes. Robin Williams. Jumanji I love, was it. I love the Rock. Got sad. I couldn't I watch, watch the end of that Robin Williams documentary. Can't stand uh, the rock. That, that's just that's Rock terrible. and Tom Cruise. Do you game at all? Coming Are together. you a gamer at all? Do you game? No, no. You don't no, kill anything? You don't no, even no, Operation Freefall or anything? I don't game. No. 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 No gamers. So listen, gang. Uh, 
We went a little later today. I want to thank our guest, uh, Dave Jones, for calling in, uh, Penn Live, uh, Penn State columnist. And as always, we love having John Mysekin, editorial page editor. Penn Live does a great job with the writings. Uh, we really appreciate his time, John. Anytime. Thanks for being in here Anytime. again. Um, uh, Michael Parks, thanks for everything. Oh, Frank, Frank any sign-off words today? No, Dave, great job today. I know it. Frank, you're the man. I think you're right there, Frank. True words are never said. Parksy, put on the Aston Villa song. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks a lot. Please join us next week. Hope you guys enjoy the little extra bit on the podcast, and uh, we'll be back next week with another exciting episode of Latour Live, WHP 580, WHP580.com.